Quote, I've helped build courses. I've launched courses. I've made millions of dollars for other people. So what is stopping me from taking my knowledge and making my own courses? End quote. This is a quote from today's guest, Bevan Farrand, who has gone on to generate over $48,000 in course revenue. After unexpectedly losing her husband and the love of her life, Bevan decided it was time to stop living scared and start living fully. Get a pen and paper ready because in today's episode, Bevan is taking us behind the scenes into a framework she's created to help you also start living fully and finally do whatever your heart is calling you to do. This episode is unlike one I've ever done, so get ready to walk away inspired and ready to take action. I'm Amy Porterfield, and this is Online Marketing Made Easy. Can I let you in on a secret? There's a little bit of a selfish reason I love hosting this podcast and creating digital courses. And it's because I get to meet and talk to people and students from all walks of life, people who are inspiring, who have been through loss and triumphs and who have been persistent and succeeded despite all odds, who have been through unfathomable challenges and are still standing. And I feel so blessed to get the chance to hear their stories and learn about their journey as they've gone through my course and stories that they tell sometimes just bring me to tears. I mean, I've cried more often than not hearing other people's stories of challenges and successes. And today is one of those opportunities. As I mentioned, my student Bevan is joining me today and you are truly in for something magical. This strong woman has used the challenges in her life to create a digital course that has provided for her and her children and has allowed her to share her passion and inspiration with others. Today, Bevan is taking us through part of her framework that will help you discover your why, your yes, and so much more to get you into action and start living boldly instead of on the sidelines of your life. She'll also be sharing her story and how she came up with her course and something she's tweaked to make her same course convert at an even higher rate. I want you to write down what you can, or if you're walking or in the car listening, really think through the questions and steps that Bevan's going to take you through and get ready to walk away from today's episode feeling fired up and grateful for the life you have and ready to get into action. Please help me welcome. Bevan. Well, hey there, Bevan. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Amy. I'm so excited to be here with you. Well, I have been looking forward to this chat because it's been so fun to watch you create such a meaningful and successful business. And I'm really excited to get this chance to sit down with you so that you can tell your story. I think so many listening are going to be so inspired. So let's start at the beginning. You have a really powerful story. Would you mind sharing it? 
I would love to. So it started in, it actually started before some people realized it did. So it started in May of 2019. So on Mother's Day, my husband, Mark, gave me four bottles of Bordeaux wine and a card written in French. And he didn't speak French. So that seemed weird. (laughs) And he told me that he was going to take me to France for my 40th birthday, which was in November. And I I was, it was going to be a whirlwind trip because we had two young children. We had a two and a half year old and a 10 month old. And so we were going to play on that for the next six months. Well, two weeks later, I was laid off. Mm. And it was the third time I'd been laid off in my career. And it was totally unexpected. I thought I was going in for a promotion. I ended up oh getting my laid gosh. off. <laughs> and so we, I mean, we were very much a two-income family. And we were walking, we live in the country. So we were walking out on our country road. And I said to Mark, I don't want to look for another job. I am tired of putting my financial health in the hands of somebody else. I don't want to do it anymore. So I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start doing my, I'm going to do what I've done for businesses, for clients. And I'm going to start building digital courses, which is what I've done for other people for 10 years. And so I said, okay, we're going to do proof of concept. I'm going to see if I can make $5,000 by the end of August. And if I can, then I feel like, okay, this is a viable business. So I did. I think I made $1,000 in July and then I made my 5000 by the end of August. And we were, were such planners. Like I said, okay, if I don't make another penny, we will run out of money on October 12th. Like, oh my gosh. Like you knew <laughs> down to the penny. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, but the likelihood of me not making money is so slim. And this is still 2019. Still 2019. Okay. And so... I did that. And then I, I want to say September, I joined your boot camp for to, to do a digital course. Because even though I'd done it for other people, I wanted to understand the real process. And then I joined DCA. And I remember talking to Mark and saying, look, I know this is a financial commitment. I know that this is, we're in a point where like really every penny counts, but I truly believe this is going to help me grow my business. So I joined. So fast forward to November. And we were getting ready for the trip. Seemed totally crazy. We were going to be on the ground the same amount of time we were in in planes because <laughs> it was truly like we were going to Bordeaux, which required changes of planes. And I looked at Mark and I said, why don't we go somewhere easier like Paris? And he was like, Paris is a cop out, Aww. which no one has ever said ever, <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. So we went and, but even two days before I said, is this too crazy? Should we not go? And we were like, no, we're going to go. We went, we had an amazing time, great food, amazing wine. We reconnected with who we were as a couple before we got married, before we had kids. We, we were always such a good team. So it was such a good time for us to get back to that. We came home. It was the week before Thanksgiving. So Mark had taken the whole week off work. We took our daughter to her first movie theater show. We did stuff around the house. We got ready for Thanksgiving, which has always been my favorite holiday. We had Thanksgiving with our friends and family. And then the next morning, Mark just didn't wake up. He passed away in the middle of the night. We had no idea he was sick. He had undiagnosed heart disease. Um, He weighed the same he did in high school. So there was no, it wasn't like he was overweight. There was no indication that this was going to happen. And all of a sudden, my life was truly flipped upside down. I know some people are listening right now and they're like, wait, 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 what did you just say? Right. The the day after Thanksgiving, you wake up 
and you're, I, I feel like I, my heart's beating fast. And I know your story, but just to hear you say it now, you wake up in the morning and your husband doesn't wake up. Right. Yeah. And you have two little ones. Two little ones. Jonathan was 10 months old. Guinevere was uh, almost three. And now I'm the sole financial provider. I'm an entrepreneur with a, a new fledgling business and a solo mom. And without my best friend and my my teammate, like my biggest cheerleader. I've, I remember when you and I met, like I compared our relationship to yours and Hobie's, like yes. it's so similar. Like Mark was my biggest cheerleader. He would like go to networking events to introduce other people to me. Oh. Like, <laughs> oh. And so it was, it was so crazy and, and devastating. And I remember I posted about a week or a month later on Facebook and I told that story And I said at the end, I was like, I'm so glad we took this trip together. We took this adventure together. And whenever you're faced with the choice, just take the damn trip. And that resonated with so many people. And they reached out to me. And I I, I immediately, as soon as people started reaching out to me, I went and I bought the URL. I was like, I don't know what this is going to be, but this is something. And so I then had to look back at the hardest things that I've been through which, you know, not just losing Mark, but I lost my dad to cancer when I was 24. I lost my home in a house fire in 2010. I've been laid off three times. I've been very open about the fact that my kiddos are IVF babies. So going through several years of fertility treatments and a miscarriage. And then also at the things, the most amazing things I'd done, building a multi six figure business, having these amazing kiddos, building our dream home, like all these things. And I said, what is it that I do differently than other people, not better, but just differently. And that's where I came up with this damn framework, which I remember like being in one of your groups and somebody said, Amy, I love that you never swear. And so, <laughs> I just want you to know, I'm going to say damn a lot, but it does mean something. <laughs> okay. It does. And you can swear all you want. I just had, I interviewed Mel Robin and oh. she dropped a few and I was like, it's all good. It's all good. Believe in my personal life. I do ask Kobe any day. So it's all good. Yeah. And when she's saying damn, it's D-A-M-N and it means something. But I also love this concept of take the damn trip. I mean, imagine if you and Mark decided to hold off on that trip. Right, right. It gives me chills. Well, and it's it's so many things. Like I wrote my dad a letter the day, like the week he died. We did, he had cancer, and we didn't know he was going to die when I went home. And I wrote him this letter while he was taking a nap, and I was going to mail it to him. And I decided instead to hand it to him. And he, I called him when I got back to Chicago. I was living in Chicago at the time, and he was like, "Thank you so much. This letter means so much to me. I love you very much." And that's the last time I talked to him because he passed away like two days later. So. I am all about like the end in damn is now is the time. So I am all about do the thing, right? Like say the thing to people that you love, do the thing, do the damn thing. So that, so I want to tell a little bit more of this, the progression of this story, because this is where you you come into it a little bit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So that January. So when I joined DCA, one of the bonuses of what of who I joined through, I got to come out to San Diego to meet with our mutual friend, Dana Malstoff, and you came to lunch with us. Yes. And two things, one thing that you don't know at all, nobody, hardly anybody knows, that was the day I made a huge shift 
in my business and in my path. So oh, tell me about that. Yeah. So part of the D is finding our yes and our why. And you and I are going to talk a little bit about that later in the show. But it was the first time I said out loud to people like not in my close circle that my one of my goals for growing my business was that I wanted to have a third child. And my so Mark and I had two IVF babies. We were 60 days away from starting another round of IVF to have our third kid. And I felt like it wasn't fair to lose that dream that same weekend. And so I get what it would be 10 months ago. Yes. (laughs) I decided, well, before that, a year ago, I decided to move forward with IVF, with embryos that Mark and I had frozen before he passed away. And I have a five week old. (laughs) I just had my daughter. It's more incredible. (laughs) So you had a baby girl five weeks ago. Yeah. Her name is her name is Mira Stella, which means miracle star because she is truly Mm. a miracle. Truly. And she's amazing. And it's it is the wild, wild west here. Do you (laughs) see do you see Mark in her? Uh, of course. Like it's so funny. It's so so maddening. All three of my kids look just like Mark, which is a (laughs) which is fantastic. But I'm also like, why can't one of you look like me? (laughs) I carried you. Why can't you? Right. It's like, come on now. Where's the loyalty? (laughs) Exactly. So and I used this same framework to make that decision to like to decide to do it and to stay present and to know that now is the time. Because I know it's a crazy idea. I mean, there's never a day it wasn't going to be crazy, right? It wasn't right. like, oh, in five years, it'll totally make sense. <laughs> and the other thing you did, I just want to say the other thing you did that day, I was doing a completely different business. Okay. I want you to talk about that because a lot of people listening, they know they need to transition their business. They know they need to change things up, but they're scared to do so. I made a huge transition two years into my business. I was doing one-on-one and said no more. And I started doing courses. So tell me, show us how the business transitioned into the damn framework that you use now. And just so you all are those are listening, we're going to get into that framework. She's going to help us understand it because it's going to help all of us. But show me the transition of your business. So that when I, when I, back when I got laid off and I started my business again, it was called collaborate.work and it was a launch strategy and execution business. It is, that's what I had been doing. It was to help people take their business from like four to five figures up to six and seven figures. And that's what I was doing when when I met you. And I just remember because you were I was telling you about my lead magnet and you were like, Do you say it all the time? I was like, I don't, I never say it. And you were like, girl, you gotta <laughs> say it. You gotta tell people every time you're out there. And I realized that part of why I didn't is I wasn't passionate about it. It was good stuff. It was really good material, but I was it didn't light me up the way that the damn framework does. And so I continued doing a lot of one-on-one work throughout 2020. I di- I built a multi-six-figure business in 2020, even while grieving my husband, even in the middle of a pandemic. So I knew that the business worked. But at the end of 2020, I shared a story that the restaurant where Mark and I had met was closing down. I wanted to get the sign from that restaurant, it blew up. People were going crazy about it. I started the Take the Damn Trip group and we sold t-shirts. We pre-sold t-shirts. The community, the Take the Damn Trip community designed them. They say, we're not promised tomorrow, hashtag Take the Damn Trip. And we raised like $6,000 
And I took, we bought this, we got the sign. It's hanging on my front porch. Oh (laughs) Um, oh my gosh. But then we took all the other money and we donated it to a friend's adoption fund because that's their trip. That's the thing they are most passionate about. And so I created the Take the Damn Trip workshop course, which teaches people the damn framework. And it did okay. It didn't do great. And I realized, I just, I was explaining this. I was kind of thinking about my journey over the past nine, 10 months. It's because it was too general. And I, I was so, I was so resistant to niching down because I know that this damn framework works. It changes your life. Ooh, wait, let me stop you. That's a big deal that you just said. And some people will really resonate with that. She believed in what she was teaching so very much. She knew it could help everybody. So she was resistant to niche down. But I know you since have because that's how you get seen and heard in a noisy world online. Yeah. So what did you do with that? Even though you know this can help everyone, what did you do? So I had to think about, well, what was I really known for? I was known for building successful businesses. I was known for helping people get specific and launch their courses and their businesses. So I now have a mastermind called Grow the Damn Business. Because if you see something with the word damn in it, it's probably me. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. Good to know. Good to know. (laughs) So I have a mastermind that is Grow the Damn Business. And I include all of the courses that I built for Collaborate.Work because I had a bunch of mini courses. They get those as part of the mastermind. That was something I was like, oh, so this... Everything I've built has not been wasted. It's, I'm able to still use it. So, and then the course that I'll be building after my maternity leave is start the damn business. And that is to help people figure out what is the thing they want to focus on and how do you apply this framework to building and growing it. So fantastic. And I know I can add more niches in the future, right? I know I can do that. Of course. Of course. Such a great point. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products, and I want to talk about Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. 
They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. Now, what kind of success have you seen since you've been niching down? Oh my gosh. Okay. So like I said, the take the damn trip, I sold like nine and I was selling it for a very low price point. And so I I made like a thousand dollars and then, and I tried to launch it again at a higher price point and I, I didn't sell it. It just didn't. I mean, you talk about flop launches, like whew, that one, <laughs> that one hurt. <laughs> um, but so now that I have this mastermind, which is, I mean, it does include group coaching, right? So it's not completely hands-off digital course. But I've launched it twice. I've made like $47,000 wow. off of those two. I mean, it's a much higher price point. But I, what I saw was, it's just, first of all, it's just math. It's always just math. It's, it's one to 4% conversion rate. <laughs> That's what it is. So I had 100 people join a challenge the first time I launched it and three people bought. And it's, it was a $5,000 course at the time. And I did that again. And I had 85 people join and three people bought. And it was a $7,500 course at that time. And then I did a renewal from that first group and two out of three people renewed. So I actually think I've made more than the $47,000 now. I think I've actually made close to 60000 And so, but I couldn't have started with a $5,000 course. Yes, it's so true. The, the price point and what you're offering, it, evolves. It evolves over time. That's what I love about masterminds and memberships and of course, digital courses, because you get to evolve with your courses. You get to grow with them. You get to change the price when you think it's necessary and appropriate. So I love that you moved into that the way you did. Well, and I, again, like we were, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but I think there's three parts to your pricing there. And it's the three C's. I make everything so easy for me to remember. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> it's the damn framework. There's four questions that spell trip. There's the three C's. It's, it's all so easy. So with pricing, there's cost, there's context, and there's confidence. And so you can't just put a number out there. I mean, you can, you can pick any number you want. But what's the context around it? What does it include? And then do you have the confidence to say it? Because that's the other thing. And you've seen it when people start out doing webinars, when you don't have that confidence going into it, there's such a dramatic shift in the energy between teaching and selling. Yes. yes. It like sucks it out of the room. So you've got to have all three of those. Oh, so true. I love, I love that. I hope that really helps someone 
that was listening because pricing is something that a lot of people get stuck with. And I talk a lot about that end part, that confidence. And you said it so, so perfectly, something about the transition from teaching to selling. Yeah, I, it, we've got to have that confidence moving into selling. So, okay, good. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because it is something that a lot of my students struggle with. Now, I want to pivot here and I want to dive into workshopping part of your framework. But before we do that, can you br- briefly walk us through what the DAM framework is so we can get a good understanding? Absolutely. So it, so D is decide and declare. And that is we have to pick our top priority because when everything is a priority, nothing is. And it doesn't matter. I mean, when I did, I did a challenge around starting a business and one of my friends reached out and said, look, I've decided I don't want to start a business. I want to adopt a child. I said, great, go for that. Decide and declare what your top priority is. So we have to, um, it's, this is the trip questions. We have to decide, are you willing to make it your top priority? Are you willing to resource it with time, energy, money? Are you, is it inspiring? Is it something you're moving towards and that you're super excited about? And is it personal? Is it your dream or goal? So we have to decide our top priority. And this is where, and we're going to, this is, we're going to workshop the D more. We have to pick our yes and our why. And that's what we're going to workshop. So I'm not going to go into it too much. Okay. And then when we declare, I'm not saying shout it from the social media rooftops to okay. start. Start small. When I st- when I decided to get pregnant the third time, I told three people. I had this small group of my girlfriends, and I said, "Look, I don't have Mark for this for this journey. So your job is to be a cheerleader." It is, hey, I had a blood test. Yay. I had an ultrasound. (laughs) That's great. Like that's your job. And, and part of that is because when your idea is a fledgling little baby, telling a lot of people can erode that dream because they're not comfortable with it. And so we, it's the difference between permission and support. And we don't need permission to follow our dreams. You don't like you're a grown up. You're not a second grader trying to get to the zoo. You don't need permission to follow your dreams. You can ask people for support, but it's a different energy because if you're saying, Hey, I'm thinking about building a digital course. What do you think? Or I'm thinking about quitting my job. Do you think that I should? Or even like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting back out there and dating. You know, what are your thoughts on that? That's asking people for permission. And when you do that, they try it on for themselves. Yes. And if it's uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form, they start to eat away at that because they want to keep you safe and they don't want to see you fail. And they don't want to have this Im- implied responsibility for whether you're successful or not. So they'll be like, oh, I don't know. In this economy, should you really quit your job? Or during a pandemic, is that the time to build a course? And so that's why we don't ask for permission. We want to ask for support. And the difference is, Hey, I'm going to get pregnant with my third child. I would love your support. If you're not comfortable with that, that's totally okay. I'm going to do it anyway. Their decision to support you or not is not going to impact your decision to go after your dreams. Huge. That's huge. Yeah. So that's D decide and declare. So you can start increasing that circle of declare as you get more confident and comfortable, because there's a point where you want people to poke holes. You want people to say, Ooh, that's great, but you need to think about 
niching down, maybe, <laughs> like maybe you need to do what you're resisting or you need to think about, you know, your price or, and, and help you flesh things out, but not when it's an itty bitty, tiny baby dream. Got it. Got it. So then A is attend your own party. And that also has two parts. One is staying present in the moment is where we make our strongest decisions. So we create our experience through our thoughts. And when we are stuck in anxiety or worry, and we're, we're thinking about the future or the past, we're not making the strongest decisions in the present. And so getting grounded back in our body, because our body can only ever be in one place, making a decision from that present moment is where you will make your decision. And then you can pivot as needed based on what's going on. And the other part of A is staying on our own mat and comparing ourselves to our journey as opposed to me comparing myself to you and your business or comparing myself to somebody who's just starting out. We can always make ourselves feel better or worse (laughs) depending on who we compare ourselves to. So staying on our own mat. So that's A. I love it. Okay, that's A. And then M is moments, not minutes or, or meaningful moments. So this is we all, first of all, we all want to be part of something with significance, with meaning. That's why Take the Damn Trip took off so much because it was significant. It is a true story about me losing the love of my life, which says like, hey, we can't wait for the right day. But it's also something that supports my community, my Take the Damn Trip community in going after their own big, bold, crazy dreams, whether that's writing a book or starting a business or whatever that is. So it has significance. And the other part of it is we can't be everywhere at once. We have to choose. And I remember saying to Dana that day back in San Diego, oh my gosh, I'm going to have three kids while I'm running a business. Like, I'm just, am I going to be able to be there enough for them? And she said to me, do you want to be there for the moments or the minutes? I said, oh, I want to be there for the moments. So when I built my business, I leave my desk every day at three o'clock to go pick my daughter up from preschool. And I come back at four because she loves me picking her up and she throws the door open and is like, mama, like she's never seen me before. Mama, (laughs) it's so good that you're here. Best feeling ever. (laughs) Yes, it really is. And so like, that's the moment. Or um, I remember years ago, for Guinevere's first day of preschool, Mark, the night before, said he, he was like, he had to go to work. And I said, that's fine. I'll send you pictures. And he came back in the room and he said, you know what? I'm not going to make everybody happy tomorrow. So I'm going to choose to make my wife and my daughter happy because they're the most important people to me. <sighs> so I'm going to call. So he called his boss and he said, can I come in 90 minutes late? And they, he said, yeah, sure. No problem. And he stayed home for preschool. We had our chocolate chip pancakes. We took our pictures. We dropped her off at school. So that was the moment, right? And so he chose that over the minutes. So powerful. Okay. And then N is now is the time. And again, there's two parts to it. <laughs> of course I get there are. I can't just have one part to each one. <laughs> so the two things are, the first part is, The scariest place to be for any big idea is at the beginning because the hardest place to be is standing still. So it's, it's inertia. An object at rest tends to stay at rest or even an object in motion tends to stay in motion. If you're headed down a career path, 
you're, it's likely you're just going to stay in motion unless something changes you. So that's the scary part. And so I teach what I call micro actions, which is the smallest action that you will actually take. And so too often we try to like, we're like, oh, I'm going to build a website way too big, way too big of an idea. Go buy the URL, (laughs) write the headline for the first page, pick a lead magnet, like smallest possible action that you will actually take. If you're creating a lead magnet, write the headline, write the first paragraph. And that over time, your momentum will build and it, and your smallest possible actions will become bigger. When now mine, if I say I'm going to launch something, I write the first email. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Years ago, it was write the subject line, write dear friend, <laughs> like just, just open the Google doc, right? <laughs> now it's write the first email, write the second email. And so your, your smallest possible actions will grow, but for now, make them tiny. And if you don't do it, then make them smaller. And then the other part of the end, which we've talked about is we are not promised tomorrow. So if there will never be a perfect day, why not today? I am so glad that I joined DCA when I did and started building my courses because like my goal for 2020 before Mark passed away was to make a business that if he wanted to quit his job, he could. He didn't have to, but if he wanted to, the financial burden was not going to be the reason he didn't. So that like, I'm so glad that I joined when I did because I had already started the momentum down the path when Mark passed away. And if I was also trying, if in he passed away in November, if in January, I was like, okay, now I got to start a business. I wasn't going to be in the mental space to be able to do that. Right. So we never know what's going to happen. So why not today? Why not today? That is powerful. Why not today? Uh, Okay, so this framework is incredible. And I mean, it goes without saying that how you got here makes it even more meaningful because you've lived it, you've experienced it. And so where do we start? Where do we start with this? Okay, so we're going to start, we're going to focus on the D because we really don't have time to do all four. Right. But so with the D, we have to get clear on our why and our yes, because it becomes so much easier to bring like our big, bold, crazy dream to life when we do that. So the why will get you through the hard times and there's going to be hard times. But when you know your why, it you become it's easier to cross those like rocky periods. And the yes makes it clear what we want to go after. Because when we, like whenever we, whenever we decide something, there's a yes and there's implied no's. So me being here today talking to you, I said a whole, I said a whole bunch of in uns, unsaid no's, right? I'm not taking a nap. I'm not with my kids. I'm not, but that's okay because this was my important yes. So when we know our yes, the, the no's become so much easier. So when you're thinking about your yes, what is it? If we're talking about a business, like we'll stick with that. When, when you're thinking about your yes, what is it that you could talk about all day, every day for the rest of your life or like the next couple years, <laughs> right? That was me, what we talked about. I didn't want to talk about spreadsheets anymore. That's why I wasn't talking about collaborate.work enough. I could talk about the damn framework all day, every day. I do. I mean, it comes up in conversation all the time. I want to mention something that I've just realized as I'm promoting Digital Course Academy this 
time, something that came to me that you just said reminded me of it. And that is, you said, like, what's something that you could talk about all day, anytime? And for you, it's the damn framework. For me, it's digital courses. But what I realize, and this might help somebody, is that I'm not obsessed with digital courses. I'm obsessed with what digital courses can do for your business and your life. I'm obsessed with what happens from whatever I'm teaching. So you might not be totally obsessed or passionate about the exact thing you're teaching, but you have to feel so excited about what that thing leads to. That's another way to look at it. Yeah. I just got chills. I mean, that's, that's it. Like your yes, I really don't think is actually digital courses. Sorry. Sorry to bust your bubble. (laughs) (laughs) I agree now. I would have like a year ago, I'd been like, what? Shut your mouth. But I did the recording. (laughs) Edit this out, Kylie. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, but, but when we think, when we go deeper and you say like, you want to help people change their lives through the medium of digital courses, you want to help people have more financial security through digital courses. Like it's not just about creating a digital course. It's about a life that you're helping people create. Yes, yes, yes. And that's the feeling right there. What you just like the, yes, that's it. <laughs> like I always say, like when people, when I talk about the damn framework, I'm like, you, it's the things that you're like, damn, yes. <laughs> okay. That's so good. Cause I often am like, damn, that's so good. Like right. that's when you know. That's when you know. Okay. So that is how we, and, and again, it shifts, right? Like you started, you wanted to leave working with Tony Robbins and work with clients when I wanted, that was your yes. And then you were like, this isn't really it. And so you shifted and, and it may shift again at some point, who knows, right? So then your why is why do you want that? Right? Why? And get really specific on as many details as you want. So for me, I wanted to build a business while also being the mama that I wanted to be to my kiddos, which meant I didn't want to work 80 hours a week. I wanted to be able to leave at three and pick my daughter up at preschool. I want to be done at dinner time. So when I started, I was, first of all, I was single without kids. So (laughs) I mean, but I would work till 2 a.m. because I, you know, I'd get messages from my clients out in the West Coast at 2 a.m. and I would work. I would go to networking events every night until 11. I would do all those things. That's not what I want now. So we get really specific. Like I want to be able to take my kids eventually when they're a little older to a different country every summer and have them learn the language. So I, so I never want to worry about whether to get an appetizer or a dessert at dinner. Like I want my business to thrive so that it can support the life that I want, which means I have childcare. So I, I plan for that when I do my, my forecasting for my business and I want to share my message because I know it's life-changing with as many people as possible. So I want to ask you, like, what is your, why, why do you do it? Hmm. It's it's such a great question. And I'm going to answer why I do it. And I want all of you who are listening to just like say out loud, if you can, where you are, what your why is. But this is so weird timing. But this morning I was talking to a friend. Her name is Elizabeth Benton. She has a great podcast called Primal Potential. And she was saying that I, I've been struggling with this one area of my life. And she said, you have to have enough reasons why you want it 
like more than one reason why you want it. And you've got to remind yourself every day of those reasons so that you continue down the path. And I thought that was so powerful. And that's exactly what you're saying. You just listed all these reasons why? And and I could do the same. Uh, like you said, I started out with, I didn't want to be told what to do, when to do it, how to do it, or where to do it by a boss. Right, right. I, I just did not want that. But right. that, and that pulled me through that right there, four reasons, what to do, when to do, how to do it, or where to do it, four reasons pulled me through for probably the first two years of my business. But then from there, when I started to evolve and started to learn more and understand the potential of what I was creating, then it became, I wanted to support our family if Hobie was working or not. I wanted to create a lifestyle where I did not have to worry about how much money was in the bank and if we were going to be okay. I wanted that safety. And then it evolved into... I wanted to help as many people as possible, leave something behind that no longer served them and move toward more freedom in their lifestyle, whatever that meant for them. So today I get up because I think about that woman in the cubicle that she's at a nine to five job, hates it, knows she's made for more, but has no idea what to do about it. I want to find a way to get in her earbuds through my podcast or she stumbles upon a video and all of a sudden she's like, wait a second, there's another world out there. Like that's what I live for these days. Yeah. You don't need people's permission. You like maybe somebody's why right now is just, I want to make an extra thousand dollars a month so that we can go on vacation this year or whatever it is. We can pay off our car or I want to make an extra, I want to make $2,500 a month because that will replace my salary and I can move towards leaving my job. Whatever your why is, it's yours. That's the personal part, right? That's the part that is yours and not anybody else's. I love that. So true. So true. And so then once you have that, once you have your yes and your why, and you, like I said, get as specific as possible, then just distill it down to an easy to say and remember statement. And so like mine is, I want to share the damn message with as many people as possible through as many avenues as possible to create a business and life that both supports and inspires my family. That's mine. Now, when I say that, I know it means take my kids on vacations to different countries. It means be able to stay in our dream home. It means not, you know, like last night I, t- I treated my sister to a really nice dinner out. The, like, I know that that's what it means, but it's just easy to say when you're having those rough times, like, okay, why am I doing this again? Yes. Say yours again. Say it one more time. So I want to share the damn message with as many people as possible through as many ways as possible in order to build a business and a life that both supports and inspires my family. Oh, that's beautiful. So I want my daughter to see me building a business from our home that I can also be in her life. I don't have to go away every day for 10 hours a day. It's Powerful. I love that it's like packed with so many reasons behind it, but you've got this one statement that kind of unlocks all of them because you know what they are. So are you suggesting that we all have that one statement we create that kind of is that powerful catalyst for all of us? Yeah, I I, totally. And it's again, it's like do it with everything. When you were talking to Elizabeth about whatever area of your life it is. Like for me, I'm about to, I'm about to test whether this framework works on health and fitness. That was the one I was talking to her about. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Because it is like, 
I'm sort of, you and I are so similar in so many ways where I'm like, I would really like to get back to my, my oh. like goal weight, but I'm oh. like, I don't really care enough to, like, to do anything about it. That's what she said. <laughs> I was telling her that I've gained weight for over the last year and I'm so disappointed in myself. And she's like, you have to start listing all the reasons. And, and in this situation, she said, it can't be just to lose weight because- right. You, because there's all these other reasons why you want to eat, eat to soothe your feelings and your emotions and all of that. So she was saying, like, you can't just have one reason because it's going to be overpowered so easily. And I think that works in every area of our life. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm gonna like, I'm just giving myself another couple weeks before, on maternity leave, but like, I'm gonna get specific, and I know that some of it is losing weight, and some of it is being in better shape, and some of it is, frankly, like, I want to look. I want to look a certain way, which, yeah. you know, people are like, oh, that's vain. It's like, that's my reason. That's I, I don't care. Yeah, like, don't touch it. I can right. it to be whatever I want it to be. And I love that. Yeah. But it's yeah. also, I got to tell you, the other reason I really want to do it is it's the one goal I haven't reached in my life. Ooh, you like a good challenge. I do. <laughs> I do. And I'm like, I've, I've made money. I've built a business. I have these kids. I had an amazing relationship. Man, why can't I just do this one thing that is actually probably more in my control than any of the others. Yes. That's a really good why though. It's that one thing I haven't conquered. And I I love that. It's so fun to, I think we all should sit down and I will very much be doing this. It's so weird that Elizabeth recommended it. Now you are in the literally the same day to me, but I will be sitting down and brainstorming all of my reasons why for the different things I want in my life, not just my health, but there's other things I want to reach other goals I have. I think this is so powerful. Yeah. So this is why I say it does work in any, any area. And by the way, when I see you in Nashville in a couple of weeks, I'm going to ask you what Please your do. state <laughs> Okay. I love it. I love it. But like it worked when I, like I said, I used this when I decided to get pregnant. I decided that I was going to make it my top priority. I was going to put resources behind it. I was inspired by it. It was my goal. I declared it. I started with a small group and then I started moving out. I said to my doctor, like I said, look, because he, he had been through it, the, all three of my pregnancies now. And he was like, are you sure? And I said, look, I am giving myself permission to attend my own party. He probably looked at me crazy. Like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I am, I'm staying present in the moment. And literally up until the moment that you do the transfer, I am giving myself permission to stop. Which was also, he was like, so I'm going to pencil you in for this procedure. (laughs) You know, that was it. And I said, I'm choosing meaning. This is something Mark and I were doing together. And it is one of my dreams. And it is now is the time. Why wait for the perfect day that will never exist? So yeah, health, finances, relationships. Like, why do you want to be in a relationship? It's not just, I want to meet somebody. It's like, I want to have that support. I want to have somebody to go on adventures with. I want to have somebody to to bounce ideas off of or who, to support me during difficult times. Like, what's your why? So, okay, so that is the first part of it. And the other part I want to talk to you about today is specific to business and courses, which is when we think about what we want to create, like what our business is going to be. There's four things to consider. And like we said, it's it's a dance, right? Like you can pick any entry point that you want here and it, it might shift as things evolve. So it's who, what, how, and how much. 
So there are some people in your audience who know who they want to serve. They want to serve moms going through fertility issues or women going through fertility issues. They want to serve teachers in third grade. They, you know, they're very specific about who it is that they want to serve. I know what I want to do. I want to teach the damn framework. And like I said, at first I didn't care who it was for. Now I realize that 95% of my audience is women. Most of them are moms who want to create amazing things for themselves and their kids. So my what is the damn framework. Then we talk about how. How do you want to reach them? Do you want to do one-on-one? Do you want to do digital courses? Do you want to do masterminds? Whatever it is. And then how much do you want to charge? And so I had a client, <laughs> he, um, he wanted to teach, I mean, he started out wanting to teach broke college students, which I don't recommend ever picking something where the qualifier is broke. Agree, <laughs> agree. <laughs> they have to have the willingness and the ability to pay. That is actually a very important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wanted to teach, you know, young college students sort of the methods to become an entrepreneur. Eventually he wanted to do it through digital courses and he wanted to charge like $300 and up. Well, broke college students, A, they don't even pay for um, courses right now because they can just Google it all, but they certainly weren't going to pay $300 and up. And when they said it, they were like, I'd rather just do one-on-one work. It, it didn't check any of the boxes that he wanted. So I said, you have to pick your focal point. You have to start somewhere. So I'm curious, like, where would you start if I was like, okay, do you want to do who, what, how, or how much? What's your most important piece? Is there a right or wrong answer here? No, no, okay. no, no, totally not. Okay, so the what would be yeah. what I would focus on. Okay, yeah, exactly. Like what's right now for you, what's most important is teaching digital courses, not just how to create them with DCA, but then how to actually grow your business through momentum. Yes. Right, so like that's the what. And I think your who, like your ICA worksheet is truly like one of the best. I send people to it all the time. Oh, I love that. And it's funny because that's like, when I know my yes, I know my zone of genius. That's what Gay Hendricks calls it in the big leap. And so I sent like, people will come to me and say, will you help me build a course? I'm like, I will not. (laughs) I will not do that. Even though I'm good at it and I've done it. I'm like, just, I, I truly, I sent a client to DCA. I said, come back after you've taken DCA and I'll help you launch it. Ah, best compliment ever. But you're just going to spend too much money hiring me to do it for you. Like just go take DCA, come back with a solid course, and then we'll we'll go for it. So that's the what. Yeah, I think that's great that you know what it is that you want to teach. What are you an expert in? What do you want to talk about for the next five to 10 years? And so then we talk about how. How do we want to teach it? Like you started out one-to-one. Now you teach digital courses, but you have a live component to your course. Yes. You know, when you do DCA, you're live so much (laughs) during the four days a week for 10 weeks. I mean, (laughs) it's a lot. You get a lot of Amy, which is great. You do. You better be ready for it, my friends who join. (laughs) It's so true. And then, you know, with Momentum, you have a membership like you, you know, but with Momentum, it's not as much you, right? You go live, I think once or twice a month and then there's templates and there's Q and A's and there's other training. So yeah, so that's the how, like I actually really love the mastermind because I like working with a group and I like that live component. I have digital courses. I will continue to add those. So that's the how. And like I said, it will, it's, it, it's both what methods do you enjoy 
And what is your audience telling you that they want? Yes, great, great point that I think the two definitely need to be married. Right. And however, if the audience you have picked is telling you they want something you don't enjoy, then maybe you need to shift your audience a little bit. Yes. That's why I say this is a dance. It's not, oh, I go, I go who, what, how, how much. It's like, no, you, it all has to work together. It truly does. I mean, this is powerful. I loved that we went deep into the first part of the framework because obviously it's where it all starts. But some people are listening right now. Oh, there's one more part I got to do on this four what? questions, Amy. Tell one me. more part. Okay. <laughs> Tell it's me. The, it's the how much. And we touched on it earlier, right? It's it's the cost, context, and confidence. Because people will say, okay, I'm going to charge $4.97. And, but there's no context behind it right? Like, so you've got to say, you can either pick cost or context to start. And it's like, okay, I'm going to charge $4.97. What does a $4.97 course or product look like? So it's, you know, what, what needs to be included? What's too much? Or if, if people aren't buying it at $4.97 and you feel like, okay, now I'm going to create a $97 course. What does that look like? They will not be the same. So you can create smaller things along the way. And then as you increase your price, it's either because you have more confidence in it or you're adding more things. Like my mastermind includes so much more than my course. So that's why it it costs more money. You get more of my attention. You get more of my courses, all the things. And then the confidence is we talked about, like you've got to be comfortable saying it. And if you don't know, what that is, I tell people to pick a number that they're really used to saying, like your address or your last four digits of your phone number. So if people are like, I don't know what to do, like my address is 2565, I would say, okay, what does a $2,565 course look like? Mm-hmm. What would I have to include? Cool in it? exercise. Because so much of it is just getting used to saying it. Like money's just a number, we just attach too much emotion to it. So if you don't know what you want it to be like, you know, I, I played this with a group and this poor woman had a five digit address. Oh, <laughs> she was gosh. like, I don't know. What would a $12,500? I was thinking, oh, I'm lucky. Mine's just three numbers. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So that's the four. So now I hope you remember what question you were just going to ask me since I interrupted. Okay. You. No, that was good. I almost cut you off on the fourth part, which is important. So I was thinking, someone's thinking about this framework and we, we really got into the first part of it, but what? What would you say to people on the who are on the fence for doing something really scary but exciting right now? They want to do it, but they are not moving forward with it. What would you say to them? Oh, that's such a good question. Okay, so this is something I've been saying a lot recently because it's so true. And that is we never know what's going to happen to ourselves, to the people we love, to anyone And that's not a reason to live scared, but it is a reason to live fully. So if something were to happen, do you, like we regret the things we didn't do, not the things we did, right? Like when you look back over the last five years of your life, you don't regret, you know, you don't regret taking that risk. And I don't even know, like taking the risk and going on that vacation or taking that risk and starting a project that maybe didn't work out the way you wanted because you you learned, you learned something, but you probably regret something you didn't do. 
For sure. I think we all have that. Yeah. So if that's going to be the case, then why not give it a try? And I, I'm big on, okay, well, what would have to happen to make this a no-brainer? So like if I'm joining something, I just talked to my sister about this last night. I love speaking. I love public speaking. I really want it to be a big part of my business going forward. And so I'm thinking about joining this boot camp for public speaking. And I said to my sister, I'm like, it's not cheap. And I said, but I have to book two presentations to pay for it. I love breaking down the math. Yeah. It's like, what would really have to happen to make this a no brainer? And because we think about big ideas and we're like, oh, way too scary. But it's, if it's just a number, it's like, yeah, what would have to happen? But it's also, okay, again, go back to those micro actions. What's the smallest step you could actually take to move you in that direction? If you're not ready to quit your job, that's fine. But what's the smallest step you can take to start moving you that way? Because what happens is people say, I'm going to quit my job in two years. And then they wait one year and 11 months <laughs> before, yes. they, before they actually start doing something yes. towards it. Instead, just start now. Open open a savings account. This is something I do with my clients all the time. They want to quit their jobs, which means they're not going to get any kind of severance package, probably. So open a savings account, name it severance package, and start just putting some money into it. Like It doesn't matter where the money comes from. It can just be from your paycheck and you're going to put $100 a week into it. It can be from a side hustle that you're doing, whether that's a digital course or whatever, and you're just putting money into it until you get to a number that you're comfortable with, whether that's three months or six months of your salary. And now you know you can quit your job at any time because you have created a severance package. I love just this idea of taking action and getting resourceful like that. Yeah. Because then... You, again, it's the same thing I said to Mark on the country road. If if I if I don't make another penny going forward, we run out of money on October 12th. It's like, if you don't make a, a penny going forward, you have six months of resources. But the likelihood of what, you, what are you going to do? Just sit on your chair and not do anything? Right. No, you're not going to do that. The likelihood of that is very slim. So it's like worst case scenario. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you have six months of resources. If you get to five months and you haven't made that whatever benchmark it is, you're going to get resourceful and you're going to say, okay, look, I'm going to take on a part-time job or I'm going to do something. But again, if you if you do that, if you decided to go all in on something, you now have 40 hours a week to build a business, yes. not five hours. So yeah, so that's what I would say. I would say live fully and start with micro actions. Micro actions. Yes, indeed. Those are powerful. They move you forward in all the right ways. Okay. So Bevan, first of all, thank you so much for being here. This has been such a delight, but here's the cool thing. Bevan and I will be going live next week with a group of other course creators during my live stream. Bevan's actually coming to Nashville on Monday, September 27th from 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we'll be talking about how she successfully launched digital courses and how that led to her lifestyle. So we're going to be getting into courses even more. So if you love this and you want to join us with even more course creators, go to amyporterfield.com forward slash live stream amyporterfield.com forward slash live stream. You can get all the details. It's very fun. I only do it once a year. I bring my students in person this time in Nashville. We're going to have a great time. 
I cannot wait. I'm bringing the whole crazy crew. They're not oh coming to the live gosh. stream. They're not coming to the live stream. Okay, but maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe they can make an appearance at the end so I could see these babies. I mean, maybe. think about it, okay? Yeah. Think about it. How fun. I love that. My daughter, my older daughter would like, she loves it. She's been on set with me a couple of times oh. and she would just be like, this is so cool. She's an entrepreneur <laughs> in the making. She is. For okay. Sure. <laughs> You're going to need to bring her by. Okay. So thank you so much for this and tell everybody where they can find out more about you. Thank you. First of all, thank you for having me. I lo- I adore you. You know that, but I love Likewise. talking to you. I love sharing this message. I'm so glad your audience is getting to hear it. Um, so you can find out more about me at takethedamntrip.com. That's kind of the hub for everything. From there, you can join the Facebook community. You can get a t-shirt. You can, um, I don't even know what else is there right now. I did a summit, a Take the Damn Trip summit. You can get those recordings. Thank you again, Bevan. Love you dearly. I love your story. Thank you for sharing it. And I can't wait to see you soon. Thanks, Amy. So there you have it. I've heard Bevan's story before. In fact, when we met in San Diego, it was just months since her husband died. I don't even know if it was two months since he had passed. And hearing this story, not even two years later, it feels like a lifetime ago, it still gets me every single time. And I think when we hear stories about other people's losses and, of course, their triumphs, which is so inspiring, but when you hear about another person's loss, you instantly turn inward. And hopefully you did what I did. And I thought, I am so grateful for the loved ones I have around me. And I need to love up on them even more and tell them that I love them and and take that damn trip and do all those damn things that will make those moments, not just the minutes. And I, I'm taking so much from this episode, but that was one thing that really stuck with me. And just remember, no matter what you want to do, you don't have to go at it alone. If you're scared and excited, if you want to do it and haven't started, you can do it with somebody else. And I think that part is so important. So of course, I teach digital courses. And right now we are talking a lot about Digital Course Academy because the doors are officially open. And if you have had a digital course on your heart and been thinking about it a lot, now is literally the best time to put that into motion. So again, at the time that this episode goes live, doors are open and they won't be open for a long time. So maybe you're still at your nine to five job and you're just looking for that exit plan, or maybe you've been pouring your heart into your side hustle and you're ready to take it to the next level. Maybe you're running yourself empty, trading time for dollars, and you want to move to a different business model. No matter where you are, a digital course can offer you lifestyle freedom like nothing else can. I've experienced it firsthand. Bevan has experienced it and so many of my students. So now is the time. This is your sign. Come and join me inside a digital course academy. Take the leap and know you're going to land on both feet. The doors close next Tuesday, September 28th, 2021. So head to amyporterfield.com forward slash enroll and let's create that damn course together. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.